episode is a bit off the cuff we've just been kind of in uh, the office today just trying to record get the new equipment set up trying to see how we sound we recorded a couple of adverts so you might you might be hearing an advert before this um but yeah we basically just thought we'd get together uh, and just chat about how life has been since we've not recorded the podcast in so long yeah when was the last time we did record the podcast i want to say over a month ago um yeah. now we're currently recording during ces 2019 which is currently happening in vegas yes um so i kind of know a little bit off the top of my head of what's been happening um so i'm probably going to throw some news headlines at you just to kind of get your initial right, reaction okay um, but something that we want to do for 2019 is really get a lot more content coming from the from you guys that are listening. You know, we really want to try and build in a segment of the show where folk are writing in with their issues, with yeah. their, their problems, you know, the funniest things in tech that they've found, the funniest stories. Um, and it's dead easy for folk to do that. You can get in touch with us by email. That's at the hello at technicallypod.co.uk email address. Yes. We are on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's just at technicallypod. Um, and a couple of days ago, I actually did a bit of work on the website, technicallypod.co.uk, so you can actually get links to everything on there, and you can actually submit a question on there directly as well. Yeah. Um, so, fairly easy, fairly chill. Aaron, how are you? What's new? Uh, I'm good. We've got a new year. That would be the first thing that's new. Um, I think it might have even been longer than a month ago since we last recorded. There's been a lot happened over the past wee while. Um like with obviously myself and being at uni and trying to live life as a student away from home which is always always fun and then there's things with yourself obviously you've had your busy period with your company the retro uh, huge huge christmas been? it's been it's been really good man we got featured in gq magazine and the telegraph just no. coming up to christmas so we got a real surge of people buying at the last minute. So it was a real push to kind of get all the gifts out for Christmas. And now we took a wee break. Now we're back. And it's just all about getting the, the regular old subscribers, getting their boxes yeah. out as well with a few inquisitive emails. Like, where's my box? And I'm like, right, we'll get it out. You don't worry. It's one of those things, like Christmas is obviously great for uh, companies, especially one like the retro in the sense that you've, you're, I mean, you're a sole trader. So that wee boost at Christmas time was obviously fantastic. But your bread and butter, your meat and two veg, as it were, um, is being able to get people coming back every month and people enjoying what you're sending out to them, trying to get that whole sort of balance right and how you, how you finding that, how you been with that? Good, because uh, you're totally right. When folks sign up for themselves, it's a rolling subscription, so you know immediately that the the kind of the best way to describe it is if you do a better job there's a better chance of them staying on yeah you know as long as you're able to provide them a good experience um there's a lot of challenges you need to overcome so you can't send them rubbish because these guys know what they're 
they all kind of know the kind of musical sphere. You don't get very many rookies, so you can't just send out rubbish and yeah. don't expect to get complaints. Um, you need to make sure all of the items are tested, you know, work all fine. Last thing you want is someone saying, you know, I've cancelled my subscription because I get given a faulty game. Because yeah. then even at that point, you can't even send them out an extra game in their next box to make up for it. So you need to start doing partial refunds or sending out one game in its own whole other kind of kettle of fish. Yeah, and then your whole sort of... The, w- the way your supply chain works, the way your sort of delivery works and all that gets thrown into it. So there's, there's things to balance. But are you, th- are you feeling that the subscription boxes have been the best way to go? Definitely. I mean, it's been really good, especially over Christmas, because as I say, when folk are buying gifts, all they're doing is prepaying for six or 12 or three boxes yeah. for someone else. So the way we worked it this year was um, we basically didn't give the gifty any control over the genre preferences yeah. or actual tastes and and I think that's been a smash hit because we had so many people last year going I get three country records why the heck did you send me that and we had to turn around and go that's what your auntie thought that you liked <laughs> you know whereas uh, this year we were sending out a mixture of stuff right so we weren't even getting folk saying why did they get this weird stuff? They're going, you know, I've got a k- kind of fairly middle-of-the-road collection of games or um, cassettes or comics, and then they can turn around and go, well, you know what, that was like a fairly good middle-of-the-road collection, but I'm really into jazz, so can you just send me jazz? Yeah. And then they're able, we, we're able to um, really cater that. You're right, Al. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you've now highlighted this, and we're now going to have to talk about it. So, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about it. I just let my guard slip there. Six so minutes was what it took. Six minutes in. So for those very loyal listeners, you might have noticed that when I talk, Aaron and Arn's own words, he likes to interject. Yeah, I mean, he it likes to, it's almost like nodding along aye. in real life. All you're doing is saying, like, if we were in a conversation, not in a podcast, you'd probably say, aye. Aye. Well, like that, I like that. <laughs> but there's been a trend that you've started to say, ye. Well, basically, right. Uh, you're saying yeah. You're saying the word this, yeah. This is this is basically what happened, right? We we produce we produce audio content, and if if you're having a conversation with somebody normally, you're looking right at their face, and obviously I, I can see Pete sat here right in front of me, but what happens is I know that you can't see me, uh, and very much in the words of John Cena, so. <laughs> <laughs> Even the way I said that. Out of it? nowhere. <laughs> so, rather than I, I can't nod along, but and then you, do, I mean, you don't know what I'm doing. I could, I could be not listening. I could be drinking some fuel. I could be doing whatever. Shots fired. Um. So to to let you know and make it sound like a more organic conversation, the basically listener. what I will do. Yes, you, the listener, you with us in your head right now. Um, I will say the word. I would normally say the word I being from where I am, you know, my background and stuff, that was just the way I was brought up. But to try and appeal more to... The mainstream markets. Yes, yes, the mainstream, the the northwest of Scotland. Yeah. People that don't have a word Yeah. But the way I say the word yeah makes it sound like I'm about to, you know, do a, a song featuring 50 cent because mm. i'll say the word yeah i'll say the word yeah but i'll go yeah and it would sound like yeah and it's it like sounds a bit like that it's, it's like, like a song produced by timberland yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that so yeah. basically that's what it is pete has 
just very ingeniously railroaded me into admitting this and I'm, yeah. I've got to say you know I'm, I'm not happy about it because it's going to become a thing if you were to play a drinking game every time I said the word yeah then good luck free. to you I, but you will be steaming you will be very drunk by the end very drunk um, back on track but the retro's going okay and everything's good for that point of view then. it is it's, um, it's good times it's just that kind of January time it's a time for planning looking at what went well in 2018 and looking at how I can kick on for next year. So it's a, it's a weird one where you're trying not to give yourself too much credit for having a really strong end of year. It's more of a right, we need to kind of recover um, and go again. I definitely. Um, you can't sort of dwell on it because then you'll just get swept away with the amount of work you've got to do. So that's a good way to think about it. Um, so yeah, it's good to hear. I mean... I don't know how you would feel about this, but I mean, I'm going to have a wee plug for the retro because I actually quite like it. I think it's a good concept. It's retro.co.uk if you want to visit that. Uh, oh, thank you. I can remember my friend's website better than I can my own podcast email address, which says this a is, lot. This is, um, true. this is true. Don't get me wrong, you've had about five years to remember the retro's email address. Uh, uh, well, um, website address, rather. Yeah. Um, that's another year I've just dropped in there. This is going to be me so self. Uh, be going to be so paranoid. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, we're going on to talk about. <laughs> I keep doing it. I keep doing it. Oh, I'm going to cut half of this. <laughs> so we've spoken about the retro. We have. We're all good in that sense. We're all good. And you're all you good know. with uni and stuff. You're kicking on. So um, I have. Got, well, I mean, I've got an AC due, and, and I think it's about. To- 26 days it is from now. Uh, today I read the question. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know where I have been placed for my second school placement. So that'll be interesting. But the first one went okay. Everything was fine. My crit lesson went well. Everything was good. So the sort of main issue that I had was that I had a pupil ask me if I would be offended and excuse the language here, this is a direct quote, if I would be offended if he called me a twat. <laughs> um, and then oh asked if he should be offended that his friends call him a gimp. Wow. So that, that was the, that was as bad as it got. That's quite something. Um, you know, I try, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I swear all the time I swear in school, I don't see it, don't see it as a bad thing. Um, but from a child? From somebody of that age. I'm not even going to divulge any information at all. <coughs> um, even then, you know what I was like in school? We went to school together. Uh, for people who don't know, how long have you been friends? About 11 years now? Well, we met when we were 13. Am I right in saying? Because mm, was it first start year? Start of second year. So start of second year, so you're 12 Two, thousand and 2008? 2008, so... 11 years ago, this year? Well, this year it will be 11 years. So we've known each other for a while, so we we, we know exactly what we're like. Uh, So if you remember back to high school, um, you'll remember that, you know, I I, I at no point had a clean mouth in that regard. I missed that really innocent time in your life. Uh, We we basically met each other and we were just swearing like sailors because it was cool. um, And I also was from the East End where I wasn't used to swearing. And I thought, I'm going to get bullied unless I swear. So I swore. (laughs) Is that why you... I'm not going to lie. I think I started... Well, so again, right, 
we, we try to keep this as sort of PG as possible, but I was, I get told a story my mum told me the other day where um, my gran, so basically there's a Billy Conley documentary brought out a wee while back, and my grandmother uh, used to, when I was about two, three years old, sit me down in front of Billy Conley videos, like VCR, um, to where I called him the sweary man. Lightness. So I'd say, put, put the sweary man on, and then they'd put Billy Conley on. Until one day, I was on the bus with my uh, dear old gran, um, and out of, the <laughs> out of the blue announced a punchline to a Billy Conley joke, which was dick like a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> what was that in response to? I don't know, it just came into my head and I said it, and my gran actually <laughs> pressed the stop button, got up and walked <laughs> off the bus. She was like, I, I just waited to the next one because I was so mortified, and then she came back to my mum like, he's not sitting in front of that again, that is a disgrace. But it was her that was doing it. What? So that was, um, so you know, I mean, I would say three's a late starter, where I'm from, which is more east than months. the east end of Glasgow. Three months is usually the... Aye. Classic. Aye, when you cry and it sounds like you're saying the F word, things like that. Ah. <laughs> so aye, that's, um, that's how you'd run down of that. But, uh, a wee trip down memory lane. That was that was basically the, the extent of my problems on placement. Lovely. Trying to play that off. <laughs> As I try to still stay. You don't want to seem like a pure harsh teacher. So try to play that off and still seem sound. Basically what I said to him was, you're lucky it's set in last on a Friday. That's very fair. That's very kind of you as a teacher. You're very, very kind. Very I'm kind. a very liberal man, you know. So, taking it back to tech. Um, yes. CES. Do you know what CES is? I'm not going to lie to you, Peter. I don't have the foggiest idea. Okay. So, for those not in the know, it is the Consumer Electronics Show. Ah, and right, every okay. January, all the techie companies and all the people conglomerate in Las Vegas. And all the big companies announce... Not what's going to be coming out that year, but what they're working on in the future. Right. So almost like the bleeding edge of technology. So it tends to be a lot more kind of weirder and the wackier side of technology. So like uh, sort of more prototypes rather than... Well, prototypes definitely at an early stage. More stuff that they could build to a mass market, but it's just too expensive because the technology is so new. Aye. So if I was to give you two examples, LG are showing off a TV that you can fold up into a tube. Like a poster TV type thing? Almost like a projector without the need of a projector. Oh. And Samsung <laughs> have announced a modular TV where um, you've got little panels that are maybe, I'd say, the size of like an iPad, so maybe like 12-inch panels. Aye. And you can snap them onto each other. Oh, I'm and sure I've seen that. And the TV gets bigger. I've seen that. As, so you can buy as many or have as little. Aye. And you can't see... The lines between so the basically in a, in a previous episode where we were talking about so it was like the Apple keynote I think that might, was that the last episode we recorded potentially one, one before that maybe and we spoke about how you could get the what was it called like the wee sort of not a tower but the equivalent the Apple equivalent of that I cannot remember the name of it iMac and yes and you can just basically buy like a thousand of them and just stick them together you can like stack them yeah basically you can do that but with we. 12 inch tablets and make a massive telly essentially that essentially you can just have as many or as little and it will just play just as normal uh, as if nothing's happened it's fantastic I, I think it's amazing that is amazing I don't um, know when it'll come out and I've got no idea how much it'll cost I dread to think but just the fact that these companies are thinking about this type of technology shows you that 
you know, technology is still innovating at that pace. Yeah. That just it, it's like it's like water. tomorrow's world without any like, tomorrow's world, but the stuff actually has a bit of substance to it because you know it's there and it's real. Um, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that Big James Dyson has a part to play in that every year because you know he's a bit of a maniac. Yeah, I mean, I can be on the keys right now and look up what Dyson are doing for CES. Because I mean, uh, you see the things like the, the hair dryer and stuff. But do you know that way? It's like I, I really like that concept and it looks superb. But then you look at the pricing of like what three hundred, four hundred pound for a hair dryer. Yeah, and I mean they don't. It's never cheap Dyson stuff, but Dyson have never been cheap. They've yeah. always been kind of expensive. Um, you know, I'm not seeing anything. Nothing about for Dyson. Dyson. Nothing at all. They must have bigger fish to fry, bigger things in the pipeline. Yeah. To not oh go. wait, well, there's a cordless hairdryer that's promising to dry your hair from inside out, but I don't know if it's made by Dyson. I don't know what that means actually. I. I d- what the hell? The Vologo hairdryer by startup Volo Beauty claims to dry your hair from the inside out thanks to infrared radiant heat technology. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so just any any anything that could fall under something that it one day you may want to use in your home is is well, there's a lot out. there's a lot in terms of cars as well. There's a lot of um, work happening with cars at CES because you know Tesla and the likes are becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. So you've got so much consumer tech um, that's been announced. I mean, you've even had some crazy news from Apple. So Apple is bringing iTunes to Samsung smart TVs. It's a pretty weird move. Oh, it's weird to see Apple move out of their own bubble. And then in three years, we'll sue Samsung for it. No, <laughs> they'll then launch their own TV. Yeah, and then it will be bye bye to Samsung. Cheery bye, cheery bye. A bit like the whole um, people were worried in the new year that Friends was going to be taking off Netflix because Warner Brothers are releasing their own sort of online streaming service. I think we'll need to do an episode on streaming services because the amount of streaming services which are set to launch in the next couple of years. Uh-huh. I think we're kind of living in almost like a golden era of streaming where everything's either on Netflix or it's on Amazon Prime. Do you think that we could see a sort of, in a, for want of a better phrase, like a sort of a bubble that's going to burst? Because it seems like too many people are jumping on the bandwagon now. Well, it's in one of those ways where Disney holds so much power. So Disney want to Disney want to launch their own streaming service. They're extremely litigious, Disney, as well. So they own the likes of Marvel, Star Wars... Yeah. They own so much that, you know, if they launch a streaming service, they've already got so many kind of blockbuster shows and movies that they're going to pull people away from... Easily. easily, And that's without them having to spend any money on the service itself. You know, if they manage to get rights from the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, and maybe Hulu in America, like, you could see Disney coming together to become the next streaming superpower. But it's going to be the... The battle's really going to be for original content you know, like Netflix originals, Amazon Prime originals. Aye. That's what's going to pull people apart. That's what's going to pull people to the choose one service over another, I you know. Netflix and Amazon, for that point of view, have stolen a march in a way. Um, I've got to say, yeah, I like I really like a lot of Netflix original stuff. They do a lot. I mean, and the, the crazy thing is that, you know, Netflix has got the data to know why people like things. So they know that there's you know, 10 million 30-year-old males that watch a certain show. Aye. So they know that if they make a show that's like that in a particular way, that a certain demographic is going to go and watch it. Aye. They almost know how much money they're going to make before they even start 
producing the it's, show. It's, they, they've gained so much information and data from their users that they can manipulate their own subscribers. And I mean, that's I don't think that's a bad thing. You know that a market exists, you cater to that market, knowing fine well that you'll keep people paying their now £8 a month for a sort of mid-range Netflix subscription. Uh, one thing I also quite like about... Uh, so have you ever seen this thing and it's like, so you get like a budget mid-range and top of the range yep. subscriptions and the aim is to get most people to go for the middle one. Yep. And it's all about that psychology of getting people. So like Sky do it, Netflix do it. It's cool because they try and put the budget one as the light version and you yeah. go, well, I don't want that. But then they put the premium one as something outlandish and you go, well, I don't want that either. Aye. So rather than someone taking out a £6 subscription, which is probably adequate for them, they'll take out the 11 or £12 one. Am I, is that, am I getting that right? Uh, aye, so I think the way it works with Netflix is the sort of budget one, you don't get HD. And obviously most people these days, if not everyone, I would say, that owns a television has a television that can operate to sort of HD resolution, but then you'll get the top line one has like Dolby Atmos and that kind of thing, but a lot of people don't have sort of the things in place to be able to get the most out of that, so they'll go, nah, I don't really want to go for that one, so they'll go, the middle one, I get my my 1080p, I get what I need, I get to see everything, I do this, I do that, and then, you know, they'll just plump for that, because that's what I did, I mean, I'm... They force you to go for that one unless you... You're either making a sacrifice or you're paying a lot of money. That's the way it makes you feel because obviously we're becoming so sort of subjected to HDTV that whenever you see something that's not in HD anymore, you go, that looks awful. That looks dreadful. Literally, my mum will say bloody vision. Yeah. That's what she says. It's like get... Get into the garage and getting the old cathode ray tube out and uh, firing that at your telly screen. Um, so, can I interrupt you? Yes. Get some breaking news. Oh, breaking news! Breaking, breaking news. news! Heathrow suspends all flights due to drone sighting. <laughs> Could you imagine it was just like, uh, like it will be anonymous or something? It will be something like pure daft. Anonymous. Aye. It will not be anonymous. Could be, be anonymous. Some da who's got a drone for Christmas and has thought, let's see how far this thing can go. And then he's flown it west and then the drone has said, out of range, cannot control, and it's just flown into Heathrow. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know what it is, but... Could be an anonymous da. Could be an anonymous da. But um, I think it's crazy because, I mean, I find it wild that why is Gatwick and now Heathrow being... So that is now the two busiest airports in the United Kingdom. Two of the busiest airports on the planet shut down because of a drone. What should be allowed to happen is they can just fire out of the sky. So why can they not? Do you know? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I've seen a thing today that they're planning on either changing or bringing in legislation for it. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, see, because it doesn't affect me, it's quite funny, isn't it? It is. It's quite funny because of how pathetic it almost is. Aye. It's it pathetic to think that a little drone can cause such ha- havoc, and I can. But you can also appreciate how important airports take their security for stuff like that. Oh, because it is. In a, in a post nine eleven world as we now live, that's f- like absolutely fair enough. But at the same time, like 
That is funny. That is funny. You can't because obviously it's. I mean, the second one might it might be, it might have malicious intent behind it, but the first one definitely seemed as if it didn't. I'm really hoping this podcast doesn't date very fast and something horrible happens. Uh, <laughs> well, if it does, then we will do what the Soviets did. We will go back and we will take some out of it and re-upload it, and people won't know. And that's what we'll do. Thanks for listening. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so. I mean, you'd like to think nothing serious would happen because at the end of the day, it's, it's a drone. Um, it's just really upsetting that people do stuff like this and also the fact that, you know, major airlines seem to not be able to handle it. Yeah. You'd think they would have a handle on it at the very least, but... You would think that there would be some form of protocol, especially after what happened at Gatwick. And the other thing you would think as well, just... Uh, I can't even remember what I was going to say, but just... just do something, do something to sort it. It's a drone. Like, what would what would be the worst thing that would happen if they shot that out of the sky and some guy went, oh, yeah, that cost me 300 quid. I'm sure Heathrow Airport could go, well, there's your £300, go and buy a new drone. And then but not fly like, it. Do not fly it over an airport, yeah. over a protected airspace. Exactly. It's like, you, I don't understand why a drone has got more rights than if a person was kicking about on a runway, they'd be like, arrested. Nope. We could um, shoot you in the leg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but things that annoy me when something like this happens once, it's kind of like you're like, ha ha ha, fair enough, that's quite funny. But then it happens a second time, and you just go, "You've just got the idea for that because you've seen it happen before, and you've thought it would be a laugh." It's uninspired, uh, which uh, takes uh, the humour away from it's it. It's recycled chaos and poor patter. Yeah. Um, which to me, nah, no odd. Not on. As long as it doesn't happen, I was going to say Glasgow Airport, but I don't really know if that's relevant anymore. There's like so few flights going through Glasgow Airport these days. Really? I would Riot, so basically Ryanair obviously had, not a monopoly, but a, a fair chunk of the the market in Glasgow Airport and went, so after the whole sort of palaver with Norwegian Air, went from 23 routes to four. Really? They've cut a lot? They've cut 19 routes for Glasgow Airport, so... Is that because Glasgow Airport's quite expensive to run from compared to the rates that Norwegian can run? or what? Uh, Not even that. I just think that Ryanair obviously had to make cuts and they've thought that it would be a fair thing to cut from Glasgow. They must just have... They'll have people there who can, you know, like, figure these things out. Because um, now you have to go to Edinburgh for most I, of I, the I, I prefer there. Edinburgh Airport, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, as, lo- as long as I don't need to go to Presswick. Yeah, Presswick. Presswick Airport, my God. Just bury that thing. So get rid of before it. before we before we start ranting, I think it's time to close up this wee mini podcast. Uh, I will we'll close it off there. But close it off. Never go to Presswick. Yes, airport. never go to Presswick. And <coughs> a final note for those who did listen to episode one of the podcast, I have some sad news to report. Aaron has cracked the screen of his phone, which uh, we recommended. Yes. Sad days. It's not. A major crack. It's right in the bottom right-hand corner. But it's a crack. Of the screen. It's a crack. None of the function has been affected. It's only the sort of sh- sort of sheet glass on the top of it. Pete has his head in his hand it's and a really microphone. Upset, man. Um, it's not good. The photo-taking ability has not been compromised. Nothing has been compromised. <laughs> That's all you care about, the photo-taking ability. Because yes. that phone takes some fantastic photographs. But yes, Alan, thank you for joining me in this off-the-cuff railroad of a podcast. If this has sounded a bit rambly uh, and a bit dead-endy would be a, a way to put it. I mean, I don't think that'll be getting put in the Oxford Dictionary, but still. Um, 
then that's yeah, purely because it has been off the cuff. We have just been talking about what we've been up to, what we've been doing, where we've actually been, because it has been a long time. But aye, it's been alright. We're hopefully going to get back into some form of routine at some point. We are. I was just about to say to the, the good people at home that, you know, we really appreciate you listening to us just sitting rambling. It's fun. We enjoy it. And hopefully you guys enjoy listening. Hopefully. Um, as Arne has alluded to, we're hoping to get back into a schedule of recording on a very, very, very frequent basis. Um, weekly. I think is is the way we're looking we- at weekly it. Weekly would be the ideal. So we're hoping to record weekly, so you can expect consistent uploads. So it's not like you're getting it in little dribs and drabs. You know, we'll be uploading on a very consistent basis. So on that note, I think it's fair to say that if we're uploading consistently, we need their help. We need the the listeners yes. at home help. And how can they do that? Al? Uh, they can email us at hello at technicallypod.co.uk. They can visit our website, which is technicallypod.co.uk, and they can get us at all socials, which is at technicallypod. Peter is literally dabbing here. Uh, And one other thing you can do, Anchor. Get the Anchor app downloaded, listen to us from source, and send us a voice message. And, you know, if it's up to the requisite quality, it may get played out. Yeah, we have had a few people messages on Anchor. And it's just blatant attempts to get featured because they have their own podcast yes. as well. Um, well one in particular with well the Christmas Welcome to Technically period. Speaking yeah, Podcast. A, a guy who basically took my yeah and made a... F- they, they took that and made a full person out of it who then gave us a voice message who said, oh, I love Technically Speaking. I went on for about a minute. I want to say a minute. Um, it was great. I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy's hustle to promote his own pod- podcast was fantastic. I've got to say, that was something I've never even thought of. But it did not did not translate well. No. He's not getting featured. No. Sorry, sorry, Chief. Uh, that ain't it, Chief. Try again. <laughs> but, but yeah. uh, yep, thanks for listening. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, bye. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. Happy New Year.